Hey, thanks for listening to the Daily Walk podcast. Just want to remind you that if you have any questions, any thoughts, any comments, or any prayer requests, you can go online to the Boulder Church website, which is at boulder.church. Send them along. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, look after each other and live love. Good morning. It's Monday, August 5. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky Oliveira, And I'm Jafet Oliveira. And uh, wherever you are, let me uh, pray for you guys right now. Heavenly Father, uh, if we are on our way to school or just coming to the end of it, if we are on our way to work, uh, just beginning it, we ask, Lord, for a blessing on whatever's taking place today. Be with us as we reflect on this passage one more time. We ask for your wisdom and grace as always. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, today I'm reading from the New Living Translation, the NLT, Colossians chapter 1, verse 24 through 2, Colossians chapter 2, verse 3. Subheading Paul's work for the church. I'm glad when I suffer for you in my body, for I am participating in the sufferings of Christ that continue for his body, the church. God has given me the responsibility of serving his church by proclaiming his entire message to you. This message was kept secret for centuries and generations past, but now it has been revealed to God's people. For God wanted them to know that the riches and glory of Christ are for you Gentiles too. And this is the secret, Christ lives in you. This gives you assurance of sharing his glory. So we tell others about Christ, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all the wisdom God has given us. We want to present them to God, perfect in their relationship to Christ. That's why I work and struggle so hard, depending on Christ's mighty power that works within me. I want you to know how much I have agonized for you and for the church at Laodicea, and for many other believers who have never met me personally. I want them to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. I want them to have complete confidence that they understand God's mysterious plan, which is Christ himself. In him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Mm. That was a really good take on it. Yeah, I like that translation. Yeah, really, it's much easier, much easier to understand. Yeah, Yeah. it's broken down in a way that... So here's our uh, question for today then. Uh, Paul, while in prison, keeps raising hope for others. Are you able to find joy and raise hope while you are suffering? And what could make that possible? Hmm. Um, I think, interestingly enough, I, I can think of examples with both you and me, because I don't know, yeah, yeah. I've been observing you for quite some time, <laughs> of um, in some ways being a better version of ourselves in times mm. of some suffering. Like I think about... Um, I remember when you had your glob- gallbladder out in, was oh, yes. it 2002? I don't know, it was back then. It's 2002. Yeah. Um, and I remember I brought you home and you immediately had visitors, you know, people, your friends came mm. over and you made such a massive effort to to recover quickly. And I was surprised by that because I had always <laughs> experienced you as a person who kind of wallowed in illness. Like if, if you had a sniffly nose, well, oh cold, goodness, it was like you were dying. But yeah, it was, was like very different. when you were dealing with something that was kind <laughs> of serious, you made a big effort yeah. to, and you did the same thing when you had cancer. Yeah. You were very upbeat and courageous and gracious to people visiting you. And then I think about me, you'll mm. remember this probably, giving birth. Yes. I became super polite. Yes. I was really nice to everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I was in tremendous pain, but I made a big effort. It's yeah, one of the proudest that. things no, in my true. life. Of saying please and thank you, and it's yeah. nice to meet you to yeah. different you know, midwives and medical people who came in. Yeah. So yeah, I do think that something about 
being in um, places of suffering can actually help you to maybe think about other people, maybe because you want to get outside of yourself a little mm-hmm. bit. I'm not sure what the exact psychological mechanism of that is. I, maybe it just makes you feel better. Like, it, I think it made me feel better. Yeah. I didn't want to scream and swear at people. I didn't think that would make me feel better. Yeah. I thought I would feel better if I was, if I was nice. You know? I, I feel that way about serious things or, or real calamities or, or tensions like that. I, uh, you know, I I think that it's interesting. I would love to be able to be that way uh, over all matters. Oh, I know. Because, right? yeah, I'm I would definitely like to not. Be able to say, <laughs> I'm definitely <laughs> a massively irritable jerk and, and not hope-raising in a lot of situations. And I would love to be more that way in the small things. And instead, I, it's just the, the, the kind of the big stuff. I just feel like, all right, this is a disaster. It really is horrible. And What could I do to make it a little bit better? Yeah. Because and, I can make it worse. And I'm thankful, you know, for, for all that kind of stuff. And I think, I think that that's – that. I, w- I don't know why. I actually don't know why I, I don't try or engage in it over the small stuff. Well, you know what's interesting about this is – and it's something, you know, I'm, I'm – fairly cynical about Paul and I say a bunch of stuff about Paul but the thing is that what I will keep coming back to with Paul is the fact that he had this extraordinary experience of utter transformation of going from being one kind of a person Mm -hmm. to another kind of a person and I think that never leaves him so I think that that's the reason for his hope he's in prison but he feels like hey I am honored to be here I don't have to be here I've chosen to do this some believe that it was a it was a, a really dire prison that it was just like this hole in the in the ground. I'm sure it wasn't too and, great. Uh, and he was just down there in this ground and he would not be able to see people but he would be he would receive supplies and, and be able to hear conversations that were going on and, and talk to people but he could not he was just like in this dungeon just waiting. And so you know to to pen and to allow your mind to be free and to write words of just absolute encouragement. And, I mean, this is just such a, a good letter. Well, it's also, I mean, all says, the research, hey, like Viktor Frankl, Man's Search for yeah. Meaning from the camps yeah. of, of Auschwitz, etc. everything that he has to say is about how much people's survival comes from looking, helping other people find meaning, mm-hmm. giving other people encouragement that that is how you survive a dungeon. Or, you know, a situation like what Paul is in. Yeah, and I mean, he still, while in the dungeon, he actually talks about the fact that he's okay to suffer this way. And and he even says later on, he says, look, I just want to explain to you why I haven't visited you. So he mm-hmm. gets the impression, you get the impression that people are like... He's like, well, because well, I'm in this pit. Actually, I can't. I can't leave, so... <laughs> when I read that... Sorry, I haven't visited you, but... You know how you... you, you are, I don't know if you have this thing, but I, I do this thing. When I'm reading scripture, I... It speaks into my life, and so it speaks into literally like something that I think of that's taking place, and so that's how I kind of like first read it immediately. So I was reading this the very first time, and as I was scanning this last section here, verse chapter two, verse one to three, where he starts to say, "Look, I've agonized for you, and you know, I wish to visit you, but I can't visit you." It just mm-hmm. suddenly reminded me instantly at that point, like the amount of times that you know I've gone to visit people uh, and I haven't been able to visit everybody. And I and remember. So you make an excuse. And I remember earlier. I was in earlier, prison. Sorry. <laughs> well, I remember earlier in my in my pastoral ministry where I'd like I miss I wouldn't be able oh, to miss yeah. everybody, right? And so I wouldn't be able to visit everybody. And there was this kind of tension where people were like, well, you haven't visited me, and so I was like, you know, you're right, and I still I still haven't done that, and um, you know, it was just it's hard, it's hard, um, and you know, when I was pastoring at Boulder the the last year and a half, there was just a. 
uh, a lot of things taking place, great things taking place, and I just could not keep up with all the visiting that needed to be done. It was just, it was well, I mean, so yeah, many people, have new stories. For yeah. You, for Paul, there's one of yeah. him and hundreds, thousands, I don't know how many yeah. of the people. But I wanted to say, you know, that quote, a man can survive, a man who has a why can survive almost any how. I think that's also a oh, Frankel quote. Yes, that, that Paul clearly is a person with a strong sense oh, of yes. purpose. He yes, knows he what he's doing and why he's doing it, and yeah. that makes... No one's going to deter that. No, and I, th- I think that's pretty cool. And I think I that like actually, that. It, it helps you if you know your true north, if you know where you're going, if you know what you're actually, your purpose is every morning when mm-hmm. you wake up. And I think that that's actually important for people to kind of wake up with intention. Uh, and that intention may be to be kinder, to be good, to to do something it well. It might just be, you know, your it, you to-do know, list or whatever yeah, it is that you're... List, but you, you have something that you're aiming yeah, to accomplish. I think so, rather than... Just kind of, oh man, another day. How am I going to get through what it? What am I going to do? And I think it's easy to spiral. Mm. And when you spiral, you kind of lose the perspective and the joy of what life actually brings to you. And so Absolutely. the gospel is calling us to this great moment inside it. Well, let me uh, read the question one more time, then we can let everybody else think about it as well. Paul, while in prison, keeps raising hope for others. Are you able to find joy and raise hope while you are suffering? What could make that possible? So I want you to think about that, look after each other, live love, and we will connect tomorrow. Thanks for your support for the Daily Walk podcast. Wherever you are in the world, we just want to let you know that we're praying for you, and we're glad that you're praying for us too. If you can help us out by giving online, then please go to boulder.church forward slash give and help this ministry actually make an effect on others as well. Keep us in your prayers, look after each other, and live love.